0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: Hi. <laughs> Hi.
2: Hi.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. Welcome to Guys Who Like
1: Musicals.
2: I'm glad to be with Guys Who Like Musicals.
0: <laughs> this week, we're talking to Christiane Knoll, and we are talking about what show, Joe? We're talking about ragtime. <sighs>
3: So, an actor is saying his lines, and then out of nowhere, he just starts singing. Five, six, seven, eight. My hills are
2: alive with the sound of Jimmy. Don't cry for
4: me.
3: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play
0: for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void
2: were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: We're talking about ragtime, which was the first time I saw Joe Carroll on a stage. Oh man! And Where I did, was.
2: What did you do?
0: I was
1: younger brother. Uh, my sophomore year of college at University of Michigan.
2: Oh, that's fantastic!
1: Absolute I peak. The- it, was an, it was, was an absolute was peak. <laughs> that's
2: it. <laughs> Pretty much anytime someone does that show, I would say that's probably true. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. This is one of my favorite shows. And I told my mom that we were doing ragtime. I, I just got off the phone with her. I was like, Mom, we're doing ragtime this week. And she was like, Yes. Because I also think it was a peak for her. <laughs> for me. <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love this freaking show. Um yeah. I'm so, we're so grateful that you're here. I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but I would almost I would almost move to say <laughs> that we have a legend in, in our it's yes. mi- like you're all I like yes.
0: Yes. 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 I would you say that, Dan? I would say for sure. This is mm-hmm. this is one of those very rare occurrences where we have a Tony nominee in our presence. Yeah, yeah.
2: this is this is uh, something you're making me feel better because covid has sort of knocked it out of me. So, okay, go uh, ahead.
1: I'm yeah. Gonna yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just we'll just nerd out about you and wow. Ragtime for the next hour. Yeah. But we're so grateful that you're here, and uh, you know, uh, I, I, we're gonna get to a million different things in this hour. But but we're okay. so excited because you played Mother in the Ragtime revival, and and as Dan has mentioned, got a Tony nomination for that role. So you know the material very intimately, and um,
0: yeah, we're very we're just we're thrilled we're thrilled you're, Aww, you're here. Thank you, so.
2: thank you, Joe. That's kind of you
0: little more about Christiane and and some of the things she's worked on and her illustrious career. Uh, Ooh, she went to Carnegie Mellon. Thank you. Word, yeah. She went to Carnegie Mellon. She played Ellen and Miss Saigon on the national tour for four years. She, she originated the role of Emma and Jacqueline Hyde on Broadway. She was in Chaplin. She um, had some great reviews for some city center productions and a paper mill production. She I wanted to did see that 1776 so yeah. bad.
1: Missed oh, it, that was
2: that was wild. That was a. There's some
1: was, really good videos of uh, like you know
0: press of videos. Me in jeans. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that love. That was it. very controversial.
0: She but. won the Ovation Award for the national tour of *Urinetown*, and she's currently playing Cynthia Murphy on Broadway after originating the role on the tour. Although not technically currently because of COVID, but technically currently. Uh, yeah,
2: pre- prior, prior, prior <laughs> pandemic, pre-pandemic,
1: right? PP. Yeah, my yes. buddy was calling this uh, those times BC before COVID. <laughs> B- like, BC. We have, we have our BC. That's, that's how, you know that's
2: better that's <laughs> better than PP. I like that. Uh, BC. Yeah, right.
1: yeah. <laughs> I um, and then Dan,
0: Dan, how do you know Christiane? And I can't go without mentioning Christiane playing my mother. In the lab of October Sky, a musical and, which never got to see another production after our lab, which was well, yeah. the, and the
2: director who was kind of one of the the big flag wavers and I think movers of that, she passed. So yeah, that was a that was a rough. Rough going, but oh God, I <sighs> loved I loved that show. That was such a so good much. show. So much. But but you know, they were doing a series, like the, the that production the producing team was doing a series yeah. of readings. And you know what the one right after us was? Cause it had all the same stage management team, all the same everything. Do you know what it was? No. Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm.
0: So guess oh, what wow. guess
2: what they decided to produce? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's <right. laughs> so like eh. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah,
0: right. yeah, Right. <laughs> Yeah. But that that was, was just a great show. That was a great three weeks. And I will never forget your encouragement. And I had—I actually got to see you in, over Christmas break in Ragtime. And yeah. it was a short run, which we'll get into. Uh, you guys were robbed of a longer run because it was a brilliant production. But I, I looked up to you like you wouldn't believe. And then all of a sudden you were playing my mother. It was crazy. <laughs> and, and I will never forget kind of your kindness and understanding and and leadership in that room it was really awesome you were there and jill pace and Mm -hmm. jeremy what a group and it was such a great three weeks
2: you i mean you had a huge amount of material that you had to to do in such a short period of time and they there had been a previous versions which a number of people had done before so they were sort of threw this at you and said here do go you know and I, and I think that it that you did not crumble that you did yeah. rise to it you were very uh grounded and you just you did what you could what you could do and you did an extraordinary job I loved that show so much it was so good and the, and the s- material and that character that that I mean, for me in particular, yeah. I loved the character. Yeah, uh, I thought she was just a hoot, and yeah, and for sure. there were so many strong female characters. I think that's why I really loved October Sky so much, is yeah. because, yeah, there were some really great male characters, but so many really well written female characters, and mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, we could use this, but
0: yeah, <laughs> but alas, onward and on. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about ragtime. Let's though. talk about ragtime. Yeah. Yes. yes. Let's do it. Time. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Yes. Please. So
2: yeah. we did the Kennedy Center production was in 2009, mm-hmm. and we started rehearsals in a March. March because I gave birth to my daughter in February.
4: <laughs> oh my god. And <laughs> oh my god.
2: Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> And I called my agent. I'm like, okay, she's out. Tell him she's out. (laughs) We're ready. (laughs) Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. So we started rehearsals for the Kennedy Center six weeks after I gave birth.
1: That's a Broadway baby thing. I think that babies like like, Broadway baby. They they know (laughs) they're like, okay, like mom, mom has to go back to work dad has to go back yeah, to work. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, so. That, that,
2: that, well, even how she, you know, when we were conceiving, it's kind of like, okay, I looked at my schedule. Okay. Okay. We could either have, we can either do it now. We have to wait till November, <laughs> you know, like no, right, it was right. like, so it oh, was man. really stupid, but yeah, that, wow. that, that I, I credit, um, I credit any success that I had with that role, um, being, because I was, it was, complete mommy fog, because I couldn't think about anything else. I just was just, so I just took everything as it was coming and didn't pre plan anything. And that's turned out to be the best thing I could have done for mother, because so many weird things are coming at her all the time. That yeah. and that she doesn't judge and she doesn't know what she's doing. She just kind of, oh, okay, take that. Oh, that's that. Oh, all right, I'll handle this. But she z- doesn't let it overwhelm her, and she just like one step in front of the other. And, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, it did was pretty really awesome.
1: You, did you just cry during our children every night? Like, yes. I, I, I don't know how. To, <laughs> <laughs>
2: we'll get
1: to that later because that's one of my favorite songs in this the show. This show oh. That like how as a new mom to sing that yeah you know well, like
2: I, well that well, what was harder was I I stood um I had the the the, the fake baby I held at all t- I would walk into rehearsal and go and pick up the fake baby because when I was home that's all I was doing was holding the baby and right. just rocking her back and forth right. and right. and just had her on me at all times and so I just was like, well, I picked up the baby. I'm like, cause I should be holding the real one, but I'm not. So I'm here. And I would just be like rocking in the back of the rehearsal oh room. God. And so when we finally ran, um, daddy's son in the room, when I got to watch it, I was a wreck. Yep daddy's I I, when she's like and I buried you in the ground I'm like I mean my emotions were on my sleeve as it was It's like how would you do that and Marsha Milgram Dodge was like okay we're gonna do that a few times and she came up she's like okay you can't you can't keep breaking down you have to (laughs) to like (laughs) I "I get it it." I'm like okay okay another few times I'll be okay another few times I'll be okay you know so like the there was like a whole week that everything was triggering me and she's like, okay, you got. You just have to find your way through this. I'm like, I'll find my way through this. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> totally. our, our, What was wow. great about our children? I mean, it didn't, it didn't become about the kids as much as it was about feeling something for Tata and right. Right. Ha- being able to share this emotional mm-hmm. connection and love and watching someone express love for his d- child and seeing that and also so sharing that um and and just not i'm wanting to be able to just hold his hand and you know all of the things even though he was sort of you know barely kind of a, a a stranger at that point in the yeah, play but mm-hmm. not really you know but just feeling such a connection and just not knowing what to do with all that and that is what was so heartbreaking it's like
1: right. you're I've talking never... about our children but you're actually talking about something else
2: <laughs> yeah which right. was what made that that uh that uh, for me anyway that the way we did it that that was that was such a, a wonderful wonderful exploration that's yeah.
1: amazing. Was that your first uh, a, a sort of experience with the show? Had had you seen the original? Did you know the source yeah. material at all?
2: I was at opening night of the original. Wow. I got to I wow. got to cuz that was back um right after Jekyll opened so I was mm. s- almost fancy, not really fancy, but kind of <laughs> nice. fancy. Nice. So I got I got to go to the opening which was amazing and I you know was just Loved it and was floored by it, and knew a bunch of people involved with it, and were so excited and thrilled to be to be present for it, and just thought, "Oh, this is amazing!" But even that show, I mean, it ran, it, it ran, but not mm-hmm. as right. long as it as it could have or should have, right. you know, and and uh, which was d- d- puzzling to me because it was just such an extraordinary experience. But yeah. you know, we go through. I guess, different phases with, with musicals in terms of mm-hmm. what it is we're looking for and what we need or, or what the general public needs from uh, walking into a, a theater. And, mm-hmm. you know, there I'm sure you guys have an opinion about this, that maybe with post, post-COVID, PC, <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, the, right.
2: the, the way that we look at producing shows and what they do for us, like you go back to the golden age, there were tons of shows coming through every season. Mm-hmm, it, you know right. if, you, if you ran for six months, like you would capitalize right. at that. And then right. you got to run. That was great. You do 200 performances and then you get out and you move right. on and you, then you do something else. It mm-hmm. wasn't, shows were not meant to run three, five, 12 years. Like th- that wasn't the point. The point was to get the stories in and to, to so that, and do it in a way where people could you know buy a ticket and go to the theater two three four times a week like and right. and and be able to afford it and be a part of mm-hmm. it so that it it was part of our our consciousness and you know ragtime certainly original and then the revival certainly kind of fell into a place of well you know it it's an expensive show and mm-hmm. it was huge and so you know, we're going to bring it because it's such a moving piece of theater, and it was such a beautiful production. So we're going to move it, whether whether that was the right thing to do uh, from a business point of view or not. Mm. You know, I don't. Th- I think everybody kind of put that aside because they were right. so moved by the piece, which was a testament right. to the writing and to what we were doing. I mean, that was. I couldn't feel badly that it didn't run longer because mm-hmm. I mean, except that I was like, well, you know, can't you? Can't we, can't you do something? People should see this. But, you know, that that was, I think, where things started changing in terms of how we're selling it and what people are looking for in terms Mm -hmm. of how long a show runs. I I don't know what you think about that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. We've talked a lot about shows pre-1990 and a show running for 894 performances, 834 performances like the original Ragtime would have been an incredibly long run. You know, at yeah. that time, like f- the shows like Fiddler on the Roof running seven, 800 shows, that was a hit. And now we're mm-hmm. in this place where it's sh- shows stay open for 10 years, 20 years. And the result of that is that there's no urgency for the audience to see a show. Right. So Very if the shows were yeah. turning over faster, I think maybe you're right that people would make an effort to see theater more instead of people only seeing one show every year or two shows yeah. every year. And I mean, obviously it's an affordability problem as well, like you said, but... That's an interesting point.
2: But I remember when uh when when ragtime was happening and people saw what the the reviews that we got and then and, and just the word on the street was so wonderful and yeah. he, the, the 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 crew and the um uh, musicians were helping us pass out pamphlets like the cast we were we were doing the the, the passing out in Times Square the people like we everyone was we so believed in this we were the ones that were doing the publicity (laughs) (laughs) and passing these things out so that people wouldn't even know we were there like it was the weirdest was so weird and we thought well you know a lot of a lot of my friends and and people within the business thought for sure oh this is going to run for at least a year i'm going to wait until the spring you know and i'll do you know i'm not going to worry about exactly what you're saying there wasn't an urgency because it was a foregone conclusion oh this is beautiful this is going to happen but you know it's yeah you just it's it's a different it's a different world now so it it was very weird but a beautiful beautiful piece of theater regardless
0: and and let's cover let's joe let's jump in to try and talk us about some some history and some of the how we got to 2009. And um, let's get to it. Okay. (laughs) Ragtime is a musical with music uh, by Stephen Flaherty and lyrics by Lynn Ahrens and a book by Terrence McNally, the team that got together then to do Anastasia very recently. And it's based on a novel written in 1975 by E.L. Doctorow. It also was made into a movie a few years later, but... Uh, The musical is obviously not based on the movie. The original production of Ragtime opened January 18th, 1998. It was the first production at the Ford Center for the Performing Arts, which is now the Lyric Theater where Harry Potter is.
2: Yes. And they, they called it the Ford Center. Like Ford put money into it because of the Model T Ford in the show and oh. and all of that—that's kind of how they got a tie-in, yeah. Kind of right. Wow, cool, that's then.
0: that's Henry some, Ford.
2: Henry Ford, and they right. called Ford Center. Yeah,
0: some that's some very serious product placement.
2: That's, very
1: serious. Honestly, <laughs> I I wonder like what came first then. Like my question to right. that is like, did some did? Uh, we're Alex and I are watching New Girl right now, the TV mm-hmm. show, be, because it's just like fodder and fun, and we just need to laugh, you know. And there, there is so much Ford product placement. It's written into the show where literally they're like, this is the new Ford Flex. And, it's like, <laughs> and they're like, I love driving it. It has a great, like, you know, trunk space or whatever. It's so blatant. So part of me goes like, did somebody from the Ford Motor Company come to Aaron's and Flaherty and be like, okay, I need you to write a song about, about the Model T Ford because that number in the show I mean, like the car is everything. Like the yeah, car like, is, right. is his, is his, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I wonder if they were like, okay, no, we need a song. We need a, we need a full mm. song about it. I, yeah.
2: yeah, that I wish I could um, talk about, but I can't imagine. That's amazing. That, I mean, I don't know, I don't yeah, know. I know. I think it just worked out. I think it probably, I think the chicken came first. I imagine yeah. they wrote the show and then realized, hey, we right. could maybe get some, oh, we yeah. should call, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, I'm Definitely. sure definitely um it played ragtime played 834 performances 27 previews it was directed by enclosed uh january 16th 2000 it was directed by frank galati who at the time had directed a brilliant production of grapes of wrath and went on to do seussical and pirate queen and it was choreographed by graziella danielle who choreographed the visit and pirate queen and the uh directed and choreographed the andy get your gun revival in 1999 and we talked about last week which check is our it straight out. Straight line from last week. Where, Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about Chicago. On and, Chicago. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. She was a real original act in Chicago. I did a workshop with her and uh, our our guest last week, Tyler Haynes. So check it out again. We're a real
0: podcast. This Grossy. is a real podcast. <laughs> She's um, awesome. Yeah, and it's really beautiful. Um, you know, the, some of that yeah. staging of those that original opening number, which we're going to talk about. You know, some of those Fosse esque. Um, musical staging numbers are just, like, so iconic from this show, and we're gonna have to cover all of that. But quickly, The Revival opened November 15th, 2009, and played 65 performances tragically before closing on January 10th, 2010. It was directed by Marcia Milgram Dodge, and it starred our beloved mother, Christiane Knoll. Wow. That's you. (laughs) That's me. That's you. Um, the awards and considerations and critical response, the original, um review written by ben brantley was i would say lackluster
2: mm. yeah i i think i recall that yeah yeah
0: yeah he said this is a show without a subconscious a parade that never strays from the well-paved surface of main street the feeling he had about it was that it had all of this glitz and glamour but there was nothing really underneath which is not i, I don't think fair i i, I can't not imagine neither watching listening to this show and feeling that i mean i think that i think the the hard part about this show is it's so big there are so many stories and characters and a lot of yeah. times we get sidetracked into these numbers that are built in maybe to like add some levity or some character stories that we're not sure how it all the way plays through to what Colehouse's story is or to what mother and Tata's relationship is so i think it's just kind of like maybe it was too much i don't know
2: yeah, that's a tapestry, certainly. Right. I mean, I think um, the the original version, uh, you know, you have uh, Audra and Stokes's performances that really brought made the Cole House uh, storyline uh, kind of pop out a little yeah. bit more than the others. I think just by the sheer magnitude and the presence of mm. of those two extraordinary actors. I mean, there's a lot of incredible people in there, obviously, right. Marin and and. Um, Who was tata was that peter friedman peter Peter friedman yeah (laughs) i mean that there were you know they were all amazing but um because of those two i feel like it maybe it wasn't a triangle and i feel Mm -hmm. like um the the show is successfully told when you realize that these these are three equal equally important stories and how they intertwine Mm -hmm. and and what that means um but it yeah it's it's a mammoth undertaking to to do such a large show but but i've seen i've seen regional productions of it and i um did a, a workshop with some high school students um over in central pennsylvania outside of harrisburg and i got you know it was amazing to right. talk these kids through the, you know, the end of act one and mm-hmm. get them to really connect with what that means for them personally, mm-hmm. you know, you know, have just the injustice. And this was only a few years ago. So right. it's a bit, it was a big thing. And these kids, like it, it they were transformed when mm-hmm. they really personalized it, you know, and it's, it, I sometimes wondered, you know, is it, is it more, is it more rewarding for people who are doing it than it is for people who are sitting through it? And I don't know if that mm. is also part of it. What do mm. you, what do you think, Joe? Cause you did it.
1: That's a very interesting point because for the people in it, I mean, it was one of the greatest theatrical yeah. experiences of my life. I, it, but it is long. I mean, it's like, it's three hours. It's, it's an epic. Yeah. You know, it's an epic. Every, every other song feels like, you know, that is the, you know every other song feels like a sh- almost a showstopper they're they're all mm-hmm. epic they're all big you almost don't get a chance to breathe
2: or they uh, all have and, some sort of real emotional impact yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah.
1: listen to this extreme emotion that i'm feeling about yeah. you know all of these things so it is a little rel- relentless in that way and i wonder if it is like for you know i would i would love i would love to hear from people who have just seen it in that way because yeah i I love the record, and i I just think it is a great thing to listen to in this time and we'll get to you know all of the you know things that have aged well and the things that haven't, but yeah, it it is like you get all the music on that original cast album. it's three you know it, it, it's almost three hours long. so I wonder, yeah, it's a good point. I don't know. I don't know, because I've <laughs> loved everything about it and loved being in it and loved being a part of that story. But if somebody showed up on a Wednesday matinee. You know, is that is it too much? Maybe I don't know. I don't know.
2: I, I don't either because yeah. I was yeah. like, surely you guys are are we all feeling something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Are we all? Right. Are we all like? Oh, you know.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. I after. have some thoughts on that that I think I'm going to save for when we get to talking about what sure. the, how the themes aged and stuff because I think obviously we can't talk about this show and not talk about the debates in the presidential election and some of the things Ooh. that are happening culturally because it feels yeah. like if we revived this today it may run forever because it feels like it's, this story has never gone away, but we'll talk about some of that uh, as we keep going for now. Let's talk about some Tony awards. The original production was nominated for uh, 13 Tony awards question mark. It says 12 on Wikipedia, but this quote said 13. So it's 12 or 13 and Lion King was nominated for 11 and Lion King won best musical that year. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about shows that, the industry decides, you know, Lion King wins, and now Lion King is still it's open. It's
2: still open.
0: <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's like the timing of what, you, what season you open in. Like, hope you don't open with Hamilton. Right. <laughs> Good luck. The story of Waitress the Musical. <laughs> there you, <laughs> yeah, you go. You
2: had, that got a decent run, too. Yeah, so. we
0: did. We did. Exactly. Um, the original production won Tony Awards for Best Book, Best Score, Best Featured Actress, Audra McDonald winning her third uh, Tony Award at the age of twenty eight, and it Which won is best orchestrations. Yeah, yeah. Don't mm-hmm. gloss over that. She was w- twenty well, years I'm old. I'm going to go back to it when we talk about casting. <laughs> okay, okay but, um, great. But <laughs> best orchestrations, uh, it won as well. The revival was nominated for six Tony Awards. Yay! Yeah. And our guest had one of them. Yeah. Woo! Uh, that obviously this wasn't your first original pr- production. It wasn't the first role you originated in a Broadway show, but it was your first Tony nomination. Like, what was what is that like? What does that feel like? How was that experience? Especially having closed the show, it must have been just such a roller coaster.
2: Well, I remember. I I have to back up a little bit because I remember. Um, uh, Michael Kaiser, who was head of the Kennedy center coming into my dressing room. And they were very, very kindly gave me the, this l- awesome little dressing right off the stage, mm. because I said, you know, mama's got to pee every, between every scene mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sorry, I can't run downstairs, you know, you, you, so uh, please, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're, they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, you know, and so he came in to visit and it's like, this was a, right after we had opened and said it's a beautiful show and we love it. And I mean, you know, we don't just have a good time with it. It's this is, we're so happy to have produced it. It's not going to go beyond this. Um, but, you know, I'm inviting some friends from New York in case you hear that so and so is in the audience don't get all freaked out because it's too big a show. There's no way it's too expensive. You know, mm-hmm. I, but, but I feel so strongly about it. I wanted my friends to see it. So, so, and then he came back a week later and it's like, they want to move it. And I fell on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, I, I literally fell on the floor. I'm like, are you kidding? What happened to they be smoking crack if they <laughs> yeah. wanted yeah. to move this. Yeah. And he's like, I, they, they were weeping. And one of the producers that came down—I'm not going to say who it was—but one of the producers who came down did not really like the original, and he's like he was a puddle when he sat through hours. Mm, so he's wow. like I, and and he's like I can't. I, they have never been moved like this. So so it really just became about um, going with his heart, and and so he was very instrumental in moving it. Um, fast forward. Now we're on Broadway. A lot of the Kennedy Center cast comes with us. The, the kids did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we're running and that's exciting. we get getting extended and then, or sorry, we get our closing notice. And then they decide to extend us one extra week because people were like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. And the kids were just so distraught thinking, what do you mean we're closing? Mean? I said, no, 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 we don't get to feel sad about this. This was amazing. This mm. was supposed to be a, a, ve- a short run at the Kennedy Center. We got extended a lot down there, mm. as long as they could possibly have us down there. Mm. I said, "This is gravy. This right. is this. Pe- this does not happen. You know, we're getting into onto Broadway the back door. You know, this is not supposed to happen. This is because we've done good work. Mm-hmm. So you just enjoy this. Let's you know, no tears. This is this is one. Just soak it in. This is wonderful." And we closed and that went away. And then, you know, award season was starting to come up. And I was like, you know, I, I've been in this business long enough to know when stuff is when if, if you don't make it to the spring, if you make it to the spring, then chances of getting a nomination
4: mm-hmm.
2: are go up significantly. But if you don't make it to the spring, you know, don't don't again, no tears because uh, <laughs> no one's going right. to feel bad. You know, it's not going to happen. Right. So when my my phone started buzzing that morning, I was I, I just sort of collapsed on the bed, like really in many ways relieved because I believed that the that the work that we all did on that show mm. was worthy of acknowledgement and it Mm -hmm. was a special piece and yeah, not everything can run. And, and that's a whole, that's not part of my contract. Like it's not my job description to, 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 to know the ins and outs of that. Right. So, but I know what we were doing in, in the Neil Simon theater every night was really special and that the theatrical community shared that was, was really uh, so heartwarming and just like, Oh you know, cause, cause it's very easy to be, to be jaded and every, you know, go, oh, that because it, the, the Tonys in many ways are a business proposition. Mm-hmm. You know, what right. show like you were saying with, with Lion King, what shows are we going to promote? What shows do we, and every once in a while, like you look at something like Beetlejuice, here's a show that was, that's rent, that's, it was running, mm-hmm. but they, you know, they had made other arrangements to get another show into the theater, so they closed. But they were they were making you know a lot of money. So there's yeah. no reason for that that should have closed, you know. But yeah. they had a huge fan base, and they still do. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's it's. I think it was really, um, really special. And to to go to the Tonys, that's the pump that's you know, it's the party. Yeah, and that was the year of Green Day was right. sitting in front of us. Right. You know, and and my husband and I just decided to, to, because I knew there wasn't a chance in hell I was going to win because this was, we closed in the, you know, if I was still running, maybe I would have had a shot, but that wasn't going to happen. And there's a movie star running against me. So I (laughs) knew, you know, I knew, I knew what my, my, my uh, fate was going to be. So we just had a good time and just were like, you know, screaming and just really grateful to be there. And and I still, uh, I still feel that way. It was, it was really oh, amazing. That's so
3: cool. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com
2: To want more, you were my sky, my moon, and my stars,
4: and my ocean.
1: so good. It's so Thank like you. it's just beautiful and simple and powerful and like Oh yeah. just like I want so I don't know. dan
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was funny. I have to tell you cuz it's so not and I'm not trying to un, you know, I'm I'm very bad at being like, "Oh no, I don't uh, you know, cuz I get yeah. uncomfortable." But but what was how how many times have you watched the Tonys and seen somebody especially theater people who are used to filling the house with their energy and their presence get so excited with the moment they're in Radio City which is huge and yeah so they feel like they and they get so excited and th- that they just blow it not and i don't mean like they they mess it up i mean it's just like Bleh! and they yeah. th- you go <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: oh god easy easy you know they, <laughs> yeah. they, they they like they they can't get they just can't the 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 the, the excitement of the moment gets the better yeah. of them and then takes them beyond what what right. anybody should be allowed to do to themselves <laughs> and i so i was like the whole time i'm like okay it's just you it's just you just breathe, just breathe, just wear your feet, just breathe, just, just, just bring it down, bring it down. And the whole time I'm like, you're catatonic. Come on. You still have to think something, like feel something, (laughs) like do something. Come on, you're catatonic. This is terrible. Like I just sat there like, oh no, this is... Because I just didn't want to be like, ah! you know, and spit right. and stuff. But,
0: right. Oh my you gosh. Know, it,
2: was, it, it had a different feel than it no, would have well, been. But it was, the, I was it, very grateful and it was all good. It was all yeah. good.
1: Well, yeah. it was amazing. And the original, like the original that Tony performance was, it is like everybody who is everybody's on the stage, everybody's yeah. running around. Yeah, you know, and and to see like, okay, this is our version. This is what we we wanted to take. Almost feeling like you guys made that statement to just have you stand there and very simply, very movingly belt that tune. That it's like this is we, we're we're bringing it back down. You know, yes, yeah. ra- ragtime can be like huge, but it also is is about humans. It's about connection. It's about this woman's journey. And I, I one of my favorite I- images, just the opening image and the the closing image of, you know, you know, goodbye, my love to, to then have, you know, to then have, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm nerd. Sorry. This is, no, I'm rambling now, a, but like.
2: <laughs> but that's, that's, I mean, that's why you guys, you guys want to talk about the show. I mean, it, it yeah. is, it is a, it, it moves you. And mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the choice to do, that was all Michael Kaiser, that mm-hmm. was Michael Kaiser's doing you know he he can't he's like i wanted you to be able to finish this experience mm. to bring it full circle because so cool. when a show closes like everyone gets upset oh well because that same year you you didn't see um finnian's rainbow represented and mm-hmm. they had uh, many um nominations as well but when a show closes and there's no there's not a budget who's gonna pay for it Right, because you actually people don't realize you have to pay to be on the Tonys. Mm -hmm. It's not like oh you've been nominated here we invite you. No, you got to pay to be there. So Mm -hmm. and that goes into the budget of the show. So if there's no there's no budget, right? Because the show's closed, then a lot that's why you know fans don't realize that. And so that that Michael Kaiser came through and was like no, he said this to me. I mean yes for the show, but he was like I want you to be able to see this through and i was like
1: that's so cool come on what a gift thank
2: you you know okay thanks i mean just (laughs) that's like that i mean you know people believing in what you do and and the power of what you're what you're setting forth and you know like yeah it was it was it was just such a gift in in so many ways and i i loved it i really loved it
0: amazing Want to talk a little bit about some casting and, and yeah. maybe you can share with us how you became involved in that production okay. to begin with?
2: As a young actor, I've always been, I've had a confidence about me mm-hmm. um, that I don't really know where it came from. But mm-hmm. maybe it's a little delusional as well that mm-hmm. I just never uh, gave anyone the opportunity to say no. Um, And I just there was a foregone conclusion that um, I was going to be successful and I was going to do these things and not because I was better than everybody else, but because this was just what was going to happen. I don't know where that came from. And the older I've gotten, the more that I I think, unfortunately, that has sort of dwindled a little bit because Mm -hmm. you start realizing, like, who are you to think that, you know, but. When we, I was doing a, a production down at the Signature Theater in DC, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of. Um, it was a called a show called Ace, and there were a lot of um, local actors that were in that production. And the Kennedy Center was having their local auditions far before they were having um, auditions in New York because they wanted to see what local hires they could get before they were looking elsewhere. Right, and so that. All of the people were like, "Oh, we gotta do, you know, we're gonna go do this," and because they're doing, they're doing this. And I sat there in the dressing room and I was like, "Oh, well, that's my show. I'm doing that." Like I just, and I mind you, I was pregnant now. Like I was six or seven months pregnant at this point, point. and I was like, "No, no, no, no. I'm that's I'm doing this." Like I did, I have never felt as confident i as I had been in my life. I had never felt this confident that this was my show mm. and I called up my agent and I was like okay so the county center is doing ragtime. I want to do it so you can call them you can call them and tell them I want to do it and, like, and they're like oh well, we'll see if we can get you an audition I'm like no 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 <laughs> I want to do this you don't get it I'm this is I'm doing this which is yeah. You're laughing. It's just, it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. Right. Yes. Yeah.
4: So
1: I love that.
2: So they, <laughs> so they called up and they're like, okay, we got you an audition. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> but you know, and at this point I knew, you know, I knew Lynn and Steve and I, I knew Marsha a little bit and, and, um, I walked in and they were like, they saw, you know, I was pregnant and they were all like, Oh God. Cause I was very much showing at that point. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I was crawling around doing the the garden scene, crawling around my heads and knees with this big mommy belly. And they were just like, Are you are you okay? I'm like, Yes, I'm just brightened, it's fine. You know? <laughs> 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 you know, and and I was fine, you know, because the whole thing was sort of absurd, uh, and and I, I was finding humor, I guess, that um yeah. mm-hmm. has not typically been found. Not that I go looking for for humor, yeah. but that's the weirdness of me, like if you I am not a Leslie Kritzer, you know. I am not someone mm-hmm. that if you need someone who's a funny, funny chick, that's who yeah. you, you know, that's where you're, mm-hmm. I'm. Not that person, but I'm someone that can find humor in in the everyday, in mm-hmm. the yeah. in things that are do not typically. You go, oh, I never, I never thought of her mother as being funny. I'm like, are you kidding? She's hysterical, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but that's because yeah. I'm weird, and so I love that. So, you know, they, they, uh, they offered it to me, of course, of course they offered oh it God. to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was so dumb. And that, like I said, after they were the, you know, that was the, the, this the second call that I made when I, <laughs> when I gave birth, I was like, okay, just, wow. there's
1: so much there. I, I want, I want that confidence yeah. I want that I confidence too. back because like we talk <laughs> about this too. a lot. We talked about this on the show a lot and Dan and I talk about it endlessly, you know, that like that that almost 22 to 18 to 24 year old like I can do anything right Ugh. feeling it just it starts to get beaten away. Yeah. And it's so good in this in for everybody, for all things to just like not to, no, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do and to have that confidence. Yeah, I want it back.
0: Oh, that's amazing. There has to be some kind of work ethic or some kind of belief that allows you to kind of let go and to own a performance that allows it tra- to transcend. But we used to talk about on the show all the time. It's a kind of about like a an alignment thing, like your performance pre having your child would probably not have been the same as the performance post having a child. And Most your experience definitely. carrying a young infant around every day of your life and then doing that on stage probably is why this really transcended for you and it's just like kind was, of such an ethereal
2: it, it was the right the right uh thing. role at the right time yeah yeah exactly it came in I when was, it was supposed uh, to yeah
0: um let's talk about some more casting um pretty iconic audra mcdonald and brian stokes mitchell together yeah. insane yeah. audra wins the tony for this this is her third tony award at the age of 28 and it put her in a category with Gwen Verdon, Shirley Booth, and Zero Mostel for accomplishing that feat Man. in five years.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. She's
0: gone on to win six Tony Awards, and obviously, have, everyone knows who she is. But
2: <laughs> I have to tell you, it was so it was so funny because, like, I and I can really laugh about it now because um, the latter part of my career, post ragtime, post having a child, post having you know emotions that just. Finally came to the surface because I I used to have to t- try to contrive tears I couldn't cry to save mm-hmm. my soul as a young actor I just couldn't figure out any of it and then I had a baby and it was like oh okay and <laughs> so every everything <laughs> since then uh, like that's what I do I play mm-hmm. I play moms that are a wreck like that, that's <laughs> moms what, that cry that's that's what I do and so but I remember watching um the opening night of ragtime and watching audra um i guess it must have been during new music when she's sitting in her thing and hearing him play Mm -hmm. yeah and she's just listening and all she's doing is just sitting there and all of a sudden like you know a tear comes down and she's not saying anything like but she's just like present you know which now i'm like oh yes she's in the scene, she's, uh-huh. you know, part of what, of course it like, but at that time, I'm like, how is she doing that? Because <laughs> right. I couldn't cry. Like how, how the, of course she won the Tony. She can cry right. on cue, right. which is, you know, <laughs> idiotic, but yeah. That's,
0: that's, that's my, we're going to talk, <laughs> when we talk about music, yeah. we're going to talk about goosebumps. And that's one of my goosebumps yeah. scenes is like that scene where she gets up from that balcony. <sighs> and Oh my God. It's, <sighs> it's unreal um killer obviously also brian stokes mitchell and that baritone and that range and that presence like unreal i also I, uh, go ahead yeah. Joe.
1: no i was just gonna say i remember when i heard it for the first time it's one of those vo- he's one of those voices where like i remember where yeah. yeah, i was the, uh, i remember where <laughs> yeah. i was i remember getting that cd mm-hmm. the the they at the, first they had like a like a like a highlights record mm-hmm. and they had like like a highlight cd and then and then there was the the full one and i remember yeah. getting the highlights i was in the car with my mom we played this and it was like what who what <laughs> hold on you know yeah. and then you're you know you're listening to wills of a dream and then it's sarah brown eyes and then you get oh. to, and again and then you get to make them hear you and oh you're my like god I've never heard. I, I remember being like, "How does a human being hold a note that long?" Yeah. And he
2: still sounds like to the just depths the of your toes. Yeah. Like you just yeah. he still when it makes he makes sang you want to go to voice go, Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. God! It's just that right. everything. It, he's it's, yeah. it's so so soulful and full. And, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I saw him at an audition one time. I was sitting. We were going in for the same role. No, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. We, we were sitting outside of a, of a TV you got it thing, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I got it. And you know, some pilot and 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 he walked in in a suit and just like sat down in a chair, like going in for something else. And I, I, I couldn't handle it. Like he sat two (laughs) chairs away and I like got all weird and I started sweating (laughs) and then I had to go into my audition and I wanted to say something to him.
2: Brian Stokes Mitchell's outside. Did you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: I was like, I was like, how do you like, do I say something? No, I don't say anything i oh, don't i always turn to something. him and go like no i always like, i do, always would be like hey i'm yeah, joe
3: yeah. um well, i'm well, a well, huge fan well, you. <laughs> I
4: mean,
3: you're not gonna <laughs> believe this
1: but Jane, like, I, 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 I I, totally totally <laughs> and then yeah yeah absolutely still that way i'm still that way with, yeah. with, with a lot of people but joe's joe's a little cooler
0: anyway. than i am i definitely would have been like
3: dude no. oh my god, oh you, my you, remember god. You, you remember when you were
0: ragtime that was awesome, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> totally um this is exactly how we operate also i love that peter friedman was tata and peter friedman i was like how do i know that and he's frank in succession yeah, yes. has yeah. obviously had yeah. an illustrious guest star and and now has gone on to to play regulars on uh, The Path and on Succession, and he has a beautiful voice. Tata was actually, like, the Dark Horse favorite part of the show for me when I saw it at school. This kid mm-hmm. named AJ yeah. Holmes played Tata, and I was, like, h- hadn't really paid attention to the character much, and, and then all of a sudden, he just has such, some of those songs in the beginning, that scene with his daughter, it's just like, oh, oh well, man. I mean, yeah. And Leah Michelle making her Broadway debut in the original as the little girl.
2: As little girl.
1: (laughs) That's one of those crazy. You're like, like I knew that, but then you're like doing the research.
2: You're like, oh yeah, Yeah. yeah. right. Oh yeah, that
1: guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Amazing. Um. This is a fun section that we like to do, which is like our dream casting. So if like you had any, you know, a lot of people have played these roles in in concerts and various, you know, sort of iconic things. But if anybody pops into your head. Dan and I will go first, but if anybody that you, you know, you're like, ooh, wouldn't it be cool if, um, I think that, you know, I think the uh, one of the obvious choices for me was Josh Henry to play Cole House. Mm-hmm. I think that is just a must at some point. Um, I was looking up one of the concerts that they did, I think it was a it was a benefit concert, Shane Taub played Emma Goldman. Mm. And I thought that was like, that's spot on. Mm. Um, I really, and I really want um, Dan Tracy's younger brother. <laughs> I think he I think he's got like like two more years to do that before <laughs> I was he gets gonna say. too old. <laughs>
4: I'm
0: gonna be father and, pretty uh, soon. <laughs> I'm gonna be father pretty soon. Um
1: and then and then again, just like the I think what's interesting about the show is like the age, the sort of relative age of everybody, because you could cast yeah. like you can cast your 28 year olds as as Sarah and Colehouse. You can cast parents like you know, in their mid-20s, like you know, or you can cast them. You know kind of older and mm-hmm. I, I think that like i just would love to see what danny burstein would do with tata oh, even yeah. though like that's has
2: he ever played it do you think like even in another like in a regional so. production I'm somewhere I'm, I'm curious doing i'm doing it
1: um
0: D- dan do you have what are what are some of yours um i would see. i would like to see the entire cast of jagged little pill and ragtime <laughs> like you know, like ceiling wow. Over there, yeah. you know what I mean? Derek no, Klena, to see like, what
2: they do. Yeah, because yeah. there are some really uh,
0: interesting types. Oh, sure. In that show that I think would do very well.
2: Well, um, Elizabeth's you know, done it. Type. She did. Yeah. She did it up at in Berkshire, I think. Right? Didn't they do a thing up there? I feel like I would I have did. to
0: double check that. Um, yeah, I, I, trust, I trust. I yeah. trust you. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Pause yeah. She's she's
1: second. an obvious choice there. Yeah. um I'm trying to think if uh and honestly, because like like AJ Holmes, our, our yeah. friend from college, uh, he was a um he was in the Book of Mormon for a long time. He was an elder Cunningham and now he's he's two years, one year older than me. Mm-hmm. So he's probably the 31, 32. And like is is Primo age wise you know if he grows his beard out i'd love to see him do it again and do it right. for real because it was it was it was the role it, it
2: completely he, stole the he show. was he was Tata wonderful
0: yeah. yeah he was Tata. Danny Burstein has not played Tata ever yeah to my yeah. research you know we always talk about Celia Pfeiffer we're always like putting Celia Pfeiffer into something but she'd obviously yeah. be a great um Sarah yeah. so you know yeah it should be awesome should be awesome. also actually Brittany Coleman did it at michigan when michigan, and and she, she was also amazing and, she, and she's she so in bad. everything too
1: she'll yeah. do it she's done a bunch of she was supposed to do mrs doubtfire yes um
0: and then uh right before you know bc bc uh, before yeah. but ac apparently they're still on so
3: yeah fingers yeah, crossed yeah, yeah, for yeah. them let's talk fingers about
0: crossed. this 26 piece orchestra and this score let's get into it yes yes this is my favorite part real
2: um, instruments
0: real instruments Full yeah.
2: string section yes lots of stuff we had 19 which 19. is still big yeah
1: Huge. that's still that's still big yeah yeah that's amazing yeah, yeah it did. this this score i would say that so the first section of this we, is our goosebump test which is just the thing that gives you goosebumps every time you hear it and every this whole freaking show it's, is a there's a lot test. of them yeah I, like from the opening you know player piano stuff to all i I just i knew music till we reached that day it's just relentless it's like every single th- it feels like every single song starts and halfway through you're like oh my gosh this is the greatest thing i've ever heard
0: yeah back yes. to what we
1: were talking about earlier i don't know if that's because i got to be in it or if that is in fact true for every listener but for mm-hmm. me you know
2: <laughs> i think it's true
1: I, I think it's true um so my first one um Is just the other we've talked about new music already a little bit, but the opening of new music, just that the the little tinker on the piano, and just the idea that like that number in my head, of course not structurally, but like in my head, that number could be the end of Act One. It is such a huge, like triumphant, huge ending. Yeah, and you're like. Is act act one is over? No. no. Oh no, 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 some shit has to happen. Yeah. No, it's clearly not. And it up, happens. <laughs> yeah, some
0: shit happens. Um, <laughs> uh yeah. The slowdown in the opening number.
2: <sighs>
0: dun, I c- dun, dye, yeah. dun
2: dun dai. Dun, dai, da, da, <laughs> dun, dun, du, dun dun
0: Which I do with da, my hands every time.
4: Fa, fa, <sighs> ba, duh, du. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I become oh. a classically trained conductor And I'm just in the car Just with my arms yep. Waving around like an idiot la, I yep. can't help myself la, 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 la. Yeah. Goosebumps from the top oh. of my head Down to my toes um, The next one is When mother says I'll take her It's a book goosebump test But when you say I'll take her um, When she decides mm-hmm. to to You know, take care watch, of Sarah and the child
4: Sarah.
0: Yeah. yeah That's another big one um, And yeah the the end of the funeral yeah when they take that quarter rest and the cast breathes together before they sing pray a full well, company. Like, of, of course everybody's whaling. singing
2: it going rah!
0: <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Except fathers in the back going.
0: Yeah. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah, yeah. Oh
2: God. Yeah. Um,
0: I get I have goosebumps just talking about them. Those are those yeah. are definitely my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, well
2: and it works. I I you know there was a, a, a again high school in New York City sang sang the end of the, that number and mm-hmm. And just watching it, just weeping for what it what it meant to these kids. This was mm-hmm. you know a New York City high school, the, and and mm-hmm. who what their lives must be and what saying. Oh, uh, 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 I mean it. It's just it's such a powerful, such a powerful score. I mean yeah. they they really really did it. And like you were saying, I mean I love that James Moore got to. He worked on the original and he got to to be the the Guy in chief for hours, and that was that was uh, that they that they were going to do you know 19 pieces, yeah. I can't believe that they did 20, 20, what did you say, 26, 26. to start,
0: mm hmm. And they pared it down, how often for, does
2: that happen?
0: They pared it down to 24 mm-hmm. at one point, um, so they doubled like one of the reed players and you know one of the woodwind players, like somebody that
2: Well, someone to play a banjo, to be,
0: right. <laughs> I, I I live for
1: the banjo. In there, that, there's like banjo in, the, in that in, section I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the thirty-second note, like.
0: <laughs>
4: uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, is there one for you that uh, you know that is super goose mumpy?
2: Um, well, uh, um, Daddy, son, and yeah, uh, yeah, they, and and new music is just how it builds. Um, and it goes from, you know, the single piano and single voice to every person on the stage and how we, Mm -hmm. you know, we added it, everybody sort of coming in in different levels from different existences. Um,
4: yeah,
2: yeah, Mm -hmm. the, the opening number is, is always exciting. And the, the way we, uh, film, filmed it, (laughs) staged it, um, (laughs) that the, the curtain went up and we were all there on that set. And that was a, a yeah. cool thing because then everybody had to be at places together. So you, you didn't have to build, build in the Peace. foe. Okay. Here we are as a company coming together and we're going to have circle and whatever, right. you know, cause everybody oh, has, great. Yeah. everybody yeah, has yeah. different feelings about that depending on what their process is, you know, but because right. we all had to be there, everyone was there. And, and we got to, right. we were all there in time to watch, Um, Houdini gets strapped up and, you know, hauled up. So we were all sort of giving him energy, you know, for that to be elevated above the stage. And then we were all there just realizing can sort of checking in with like what we're about to do together. I mean, that, that was, it just, it just, it's epic, but such a tapestry and, and Mm -hmm. it's very easy um I, I think that's when i was saying is it good for people who are doing it because it's easy to go okay here's the immigrant story here's the harlem story here's the new rochelle story and you have all of these disparate people but it really beca- it becomes right. a tapestry and how they really are intertwined and overlapping and 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 what they do and the music reflects that you know and 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 how mm-hmm. we're present for each other in each one so yeah. um i uh, make them hear you. Obviously, is a is a moment. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I love. Um, mother is in black for a year and then i i still remember right. i mean it's it's very manipulative but baby colhouse coming running out you know and and oh, seeing this family yeah. like the very last moment seeing the, yeah. seeing this mm-hmm. american family at the beginning of last century and you know even in in the the teens of the 1900s to dare to create a family that even even by today's standards, gosh dang it, we, we still are having problems with people accepting what that family looked like, you know, and was, mm-hmm. and it just it 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 is it. I feel like Ragtime it talks about the problems of America and tries to face you know America as it could be and what it is and what it has been mm-hmm. and the good and the bad mm-hmm. and the ugly and 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 what it what yeah. it tries to be you know, what it's perception of it. Yeah, I I think it's a beautiful, it's an amazing piece of theater.
1: I love that. I
0: completely agree. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? You've mentioned so many of the iconic songs. Um, we didn't talk about "Journey On," which has always been oh, a song yeah. we loved. "Journey On" such a good song. Um, "Daddy Son, "Back to Before," "Wheels of a Dream." Yeah. Uh, hard to find one we don't like. Yeah, you know favorite lyrics. Um,
1: I th- I think that for me that make them hear you to the end, especially uh. what. I just, you know, we'll talk about this more, but especially with everything that the the idea that that make them hear you, and till we reach that day, are still and can be anthems for the Black Lives Matter movement. The this lyric, your sword can be your sermon, or the power of the pen, teach every child to raise his voice, and then my brothers. Then will justice be demanded by ten million righteous men? So that's the double. That's a goosebump. Now nah, I got goosebumps. It's just, ah, yeah. oh God. It's still so. It's like,
0: it's so time. It's it's unbelievable. That to me, that lyric just. I'm like. And that whole song, the first, the first, one of the first lyrics he says is, I could not put down my sword when justice was my right. Like, we should just listen to this whole song. Just like, are you kidding? Drop it in here, Dan.
2: But, but I mean, I, I also, I loved something we haven't mentioned yet, but, but I mean, Bobby Stuggart was my younger brother and he was also nominated. And Mm -hmm. he, I mean, that, that, you know, um, he, with Emma Goldman, he wanted to say,
4: yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, and even just that whole yeah. interplay back and forth, all of the, you know, and all of the things he wanted to. What does he say? I can blow things up.
4: Yeah. You know, and then yeah, you're like,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm getting that right. gives me goosebumps yeah. just about what that. Oh, totally. It's uh, yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: I know how to blow things up. <laughs> um, also, I have to mention the the beginning of Wheels of a Dream. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I see his face, I hear his heartbeat, I look in those eyes. I can't imagine how hard that hits if you're an actual parent, Um, and what that would have been like for him.
3: I see his face. I hear his heartbeat. I look in those eyes How wise they seem Well, when he is old enough I will show him America
1: Also, like, hit me with the French horn, you know, like that. They, they are, they are, they are taking the the most romantic melody <laughs> ever, putting it with a with the most romantic, like, beautiful, most
0: impossible to play instrument. Just like,
4: ugh, mm-hmm. uh,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's you. I think we mentioned all of the songs we must yeah. know. Basically, yeah. memorize the whole score. Don't skip any and no, pay kids because yeah. this is the story of I, I, I,
2: I like I loved um he wanted to say oh no oh, gliding oh, oh the yeah. glide when Ooh. he's singing to his so, yeah. daughter to uh, glide C-
1: comforter yeah
3: glide with me little one glide with your top head we'll never Oh,
4: yeah.
2: That wrecked me every night. That, that, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that, just, oh, yeah, yeah, and then, and then
1: that's some good musical theater right there.
2: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> As a parent. That one even more as a parent because you see you see a, a man who isn't knows things are awful, but is wanting to create as much of a positive world for his child. Oh god.
0: It's it's still as we talk about aging, it's unbelievable to me that this show didn't get the review it deserved. It's like one of the iconic scores of the American theater. And he and Brantley writes that the you know the lyrics weren't very great and there wasn't any heart. It was all just flashy. I was like, how how did you see that? I mean, I I think my biggest takeaway is that I I'll think, think he was until having recently, a bad day. You know what maybe. I mean? Like like this a couple is one of bad years of
1: reviewers. There's like a couple of bad years there in the like you know mid 2000s where he, you know yeah in late he 90s saw, he saw really... Lion, King, yeah, Lion King the the
0: the night before and he was like meh, 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 meh. <laughs> right right um. But I think, you know, up until recently, Americans weren't willing to talk about and face the racial injustices of our history. And to me, this show is talking about how 1909, 1999, 2009, 2020, it's all the same story. It's always been. It's just different lead characters. It still is. And now we're willing to accept these storylines and have a certain, uh, maybe now we're we're willing to kind of have. Well, not everybody. Um, That's
2: the problem. But, but yeah, it is just as relevant. I know. I think it's just as relevant now because people, not everybody is accepting our history. And that's the thing that's so crazy is the notion that, um, that a, a less than positive look at yeah. uh, how white people have behaved, or what the, how they have lived their life in terms of their comparison to the people around them who are not white, mm-hmm. and and what that means that that is it has not been favorable, mm-hmm. but that is part of our history. You know, right. it, it is it is not to denigrate the the how wonderful this country the idea of what this country has always tried to mm-hmm. be maybe not successfully i dare say not successfully right. but there has always been an attempt to be more than than what has you know happened and the idea that we still are are fighting the idea of acknowledging steps that we have taken that have not been uh, you know, putting white people in such the best light. Oh no, we didn't do that. Or it's because of, or, well, that was a different time. Or, I mean, right, all of right. those things. It's like, no, that, that happened. And that, and that's important. Right. And yeah. owning that part of it, knowing that part of it is how do how do you move forward? I mean, my daughter, even now trying to explain what's going on now, you know, we, we my husband did a ragtime. He played to, uh, father up at a gunquit in maine and so you know she came and sat with me watching that and she's like and asked asking all sorts of questions well and, I, you know, me having to say, yeah, we're still dealing with that. Well, why are we still dealing with that? I said, exactly. Why? Why Why? indeed? Well, why don't we learn from our history? Why don't we acknowledge our history? I said, because people don't want to look, don't want to see the bad parts mm-hmm. or what they construe as being bad right. or how, they, you know, how that and how that makes them feel about themselves. They, they don't want to look at that because they don't know how to how to deal with that rather right. than just being this is yeah it's it's ugly it's not pleasant you know don't don't erase it because it makes you uncomfortable for goodness sake i mean that's just take like she says take it learn from it move forward and try try to be better
1: right right, right. You know, yeah
2: and that you know that's the and ragtime i mean it, it 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 takes a it takes a turn you know, you look at the coal house story. I mean, that that whether you what you think of his story in terms of protesting, turning into into rioting, turning into demolition, turning into his own demise. You know, I mean, it it it's, it, it just it it pushes all sorts of buttons about what that means. If it were done today, I would be fascinated to see that in some really interesting hands and how that story would unfold and what that means. Yeah, They did it at Ford's uh,
0: theater again in 2017 with a lot of those local DC actors. And some of those videos are online. I've seen some um, performances of like famous black tenors and things like that. Like I can't imagine how relevant that feels as a black American at this time. And it's just a modern parable for exactly what we're going through. It's so unbelievably ahead of its time. It's pretty yeah. wild to think about. Um, we weren't talking yeah. about any of this stuff in 1999. Or if we were, it was in a very different way and not as yeah. yeah, you know, on the forefront.
2: Well, I I remember when we were in rehearsal um and it was it was really eye-opening for me in my in my little bubble. Um but Marsha wanted to go around the room because it is so much about your people. Mm -hmm. The show is about, that's what it is, where you come from, defining who you are. Um, Wanted to go around the room and have everybody talk about who they are, who their people are, where they're from, what, you know, what they know about their background Mm -hmm. and, and where they Mm -hmm. come from. And it was a two day affair of rehearsal, but really important. And, and it got really tense. Mm. Um, when we got to the Harlem cast, because, uh, some, some people knew from where they came. Some people could, you know, could say, well, I got, you know, my, my family came down from Georgia mm-hmm. or, uh, and others said, um, my grandparents, my parents, we don't talk about it. We don't d- look at it. I have no history. I was brought, you know, like, and there's a lot of uh, anger and aggression, uh, like that, and but we talked about that right. why there's no history and what what the black experience is coming from that. And I remember Q talking about you know I I you know, let why don't we why don't we call everybody chocolate, you know Quentin Darrington because every everybody likes chocolate. So why can't you know why can't we just and there's different different flavors of chocolate. So you know or what I like, but that became a conversation. Yeah. You know, and and it was just really. Eye-opening, and then you know, I had to sit there, um, being the 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 descendant of slave owners,
1: mm, right,
4: right,
2: and having and, and and having to acknowledge that. I mean, but but also having to acknowledge the notion of of the, the stories that I had been told were all colored and gaslighted in a manner of of trying well they took care of theirs hmm. or they built, they built schools and they did this. And, and at f- first me still not quite con- understanding, but you know, I, I have, you go up a few generations and there, there someone owns a plantation. It was never saying, Oh, they were slave owners. But i but when I finally said, like, wait, they owned a plantation right? that in South Carolina, right. you know, or in Georgia, right. Um,
1: no.
2: there's, there's any, more any, to yeah, that yeah, story. That's not, the end.
1: that's not the end of the conversation. It's not you know? just
2: that, you know, and what does that mean? And, and, and to really go, no, that means something, yeah. you know, don't, don't, don't tell me, oh, well, that was, that was the way it was. That's commerce. That's the, how business was done. Right. I was like, no, they owned people. And you're allowed to say, yes, that might be the way it was done, but you're allowed to say that it's not right to own people under any circumstances, in any culture, in any place. Yes, it's happened all over the world. Yes, you can make that excuse, but that's, that's that's not, you know, but that doesn't you know, I can sit there and go, yes, that's part of my, my background. I can feel terrible about it or I can go, well, that's part of my background and tell my daughter that is also part of your background. Mm -hmm.
0: And we don't have to spend time justifying it in the textbooks. I don't
2: have to make it nice. I don't have to paint a nice picture. It was not a pretty moment in our history. It is part of our, our culture.
0: Right. Right. It did that happen. Is, that, that is, is that the is, history.
2: It happened. Yeah. Right. It happened.
0: Right. 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 And the only right. way for it to not happen again is to be very clear about the fact that it did happen. You know, we, we right. can't learn from history if we don't know it. There's generations of people who haven't done that, and here we are today, not having fixed these problems.
2: You know, we're taught th- this is a this is a musical that is talking about the we, we called it the neuroshells. Like he she didn't want to say. Um, we had the immigrants, the Harlem and the New Rochelle. She didn't want to get into the specific labels of Mm -hmm. people. Um, But, you know, now we're in a place that was, you know, 11, 12 years ago. And even that, you know, now we're in a place where we need to label things. Mm -hmm. Like that is, it is important to label Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. and to call stuff. And that's so, but you have the immigrant experience, you have the black experience, and you have the white experience in at the beginning of last century, and what and what that mm-hmm. was, and yeah. you know, we're still dealing with that. Uh, you know, so it's a historical piece, but the notion that it was being suggested that we have to have special history lessons to tra- to to tell our youth the good parts of American history, right. uh, you know, right. I, I I was just like wait. Yeah what you know and i was so excited like like the day after that happened um to hear my daughter be so she came down she was so excited because her social studies class was talking about brianna taylor and they're doing a whole thing on black lives matter and where it started and what has happened and what it what it means and like all of i mean i just was like Mm -hmm thank goodness. Right. And she said, cause this is happening now. I mean, it's important to know, you know, old, his ancient history too, but, but this is happening now this we're making history now. I'm like, yeah. Okay. We're, 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 right. we're, we're going to be okay. We're in, maybe, maybe,
1: w- yeah. We're be okay. <laughs> There's some hope. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. That's amazing. And I mean, this is, this is the section where we talk about, you know, the things that have aged well and the things that haven't. And, and, and I think that I, I look forward, forward to this show being done perpetually because of that i mean it is it's a story from the turn of the century that was written in 1975 that is adapted into a musical and then you know and now it's still it still says hey hey pay attention over here listen there's there's shit that we need to talk about Mm -hmm. there we haven't there are many experiences you know and i i you know yeah we haven't fixed it we haven't fixed it
2: um,
0: yeah, yeah. Ragtime.
2: I mean, I mean, I mean. Well, I mean, my yeah. goodness, you have the and you you have father who's who's the 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 white guy stuck in a different time, mm-hmm. longing longing for a different time, <laughs> and and going you know going I I I'm arming my family. Because I I don't like all of this destruction, and mm-hmm. he is. I mean. It is. It's ripped from t- t- today's headlines. You know, he 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 should just take what what he's he's getting. Everything he deserves. He's at you know, and and I mean, right. come on. Right. Yeah, it's like well, he shouldn't he shouldn't have acted up, or he would. I mean, what? But that's I think that's what good theater is supposed to yeah. do. I mean, you look at you look at Slave Play. You look at any number of uh, some recent wonderful pieces yeah. of yeah. theater that that. That make you unco- that make you go oh yeah. I mean even to kill the mockingbird yeah, and how that version, was mounted yeah. and what they were what they were trying mm-hmm. to say and I
1: yeah. wonder if in in this the you know if they were to revive it now if you know we we would get to the end and it would be it's the the show is not not tied up in a neat little bow but there is kind of no. like a you know, a bit of a coda. There's a bit of like a okay, and then you know this happened, and now we're gonna walk into the. I kind of feel like in 2020 they would just like, you know, Cole House would. I mean, walk now, out of know, the, spo- yeah. spoiler alerts, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know, he'd walk out, and he'd get he'd be shot, and the show would be ob- the show would end. Then there would be Curtain. nothing else after that. Curtain.
2: It would be really interesting you know? if because that's did that. kind
1: of what. <laughs> You know, yeah. and it is like, I, I don't know. I'm just, just, I'm thinking about that now because I think that these, these, the show is time, timeless in that way. Unfortunately, I think those are the things that have aged the best and the worst that we can't, right. you know, of course, it, you know, we're not going to say like, you know, okay, this book was written in the seventies and it's 2020 and we figured it out, you know? Nope. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the best and worst part of listening back to this, just feeling how incredibly timely it is. Like you said, well, this is amazing. I, so great. Thank you so much for talking with us about it. Thank you for taking your oh, afternoon. Sure. I got a long road trip tomorrow and I'm going to listen to this damn thing again because yes. if you're on if you're in the car for 3 hours and you don't want to listen to Hamilton again, this this is, <laughs> this is this is this is a wonderful journey to go on. Um
0: yeah, if you haven't if you haven't heard this show before, it's definitely one where you can just press play and just just start mm-hmm. at the beginning, go after yep. it, and you won't miss too yep. much. Actually, because it's a lot of it is still no. there in the score. So,
2: well, it's 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 through almost through composed right. in terms of of there aren't many book scenes that are not underscored, right. and that the idea of the scoring. I mean, mu music, yeah. y- 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 you know, new music. It and I mean it, it permeates. It is the thread that you know sort of hooks the whole thing together. So yeah yeah push play, push play.
0: <laughs> that's perfect that's perfect Christian, thank, oh so thank, thank you so much
1: thank you so thank much. you this was amazing
3: your sword can be a sermon of the power of the pen teach every child to raise his voice and then lie, brother's man Make them heal
0: Thank you for listening to Guys Who Like Musicals. We are produced by Dan Tracy and Joe Carroll, your hosts. You can find us on Instagram at Guys Who Like Musicals or on Twitter at MusicalGuys. For more information about us or our show, please visit our new website at guyselectmusicals.com. Like you can find our merch store, our Patreon page, and more. Thanks for listening.